I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Rowe, and Raph on the SGP podcast. Woo! Are you ready? You're listening to the SGP podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the SGP Podcast. Stan C. Romaran and Raf Kamis together again for the first time Woo-hoo! in almost a month. When do you mind? Actually, yes. Almost a almost month. Almost a month. Almost. It's three almost weeks since we last weeks. had you on, man. Yeah. Oh. Almost, almost a month. month. It was like half a month. If you weren't here today, it would have been a month. That's not true. Until you got back in. Yeah. yeah but that's, that's not true te- at all. It's all technicalities. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I, I'm glad you were able to make time for us out of your very busy schedule where you've been adulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so uh, I, I guess the biggest news in our little chat group among the three of us is the fact that the Backstreet Boys hey. have a new single oh, yeah, in yeah, 2018. Yeah. Uh, um, I haven't heard it. Just, uh, I have. I've been listening to it's it today. It's, it's, no, it's, it's all right. It's good enough. It's Backstreet's back all right. But uh, <laughs> no, it... it the thing with the Backstreet Boys is that their latter career is them trendjacking so many things. And everything, really. Yeah, no, 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 yeah, everything. Kulang na lang may ano, may no, remix. Yeah, after after what? After Never Gone. How many years ago was that? Uh, um, Thirteen years ago. Thirteen years ago. Jesus it's almost Christ. old enough to drive. It's a teenager. Yeah, it's a teenager. Um, after they tried being rock at Never Gone, they just pop, ended up pop rock. No rock. Rock today. Rock, oh, rock, rock, today. Today. rock today. They ended up just trendjacking uh, a lot of things afterwards. Yeah, from like this is us, palang eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes. yeah it's not so bad. It's more of whatever, whatever is the sound of the, of the year they'll they'll be doing. What I like is when you look at their promo materials. You look mm. at their fashion device. It's like mm. I kind of want to look like that when I'm there. Oh. Because they're right pulling now, it off, though. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pulling, pulling it off aesthetically. They're, they're pulling off cool tito. Tangina, they're pulling off Judas Babo, gago. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 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 Better than Judas Babo. <laughs> if I may say so myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if you don't know, uh, Julius Babo is apparently in a street where yeah, yeah, he yeah. loves the supreme brands. So. He's a yeah. fucking high piece. He's a high piece. He's fucking yes. high piece. Anyway, he goes to Japan just to buy shit. Yeah, just to buy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He does. Julius Babo. Anyway, uh, Backstreet Boys, uh, new single, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. It it sounds like um, it sounds like it's a Laney cover. No, no, I, I, I shit you not. You go listen to this. Actually, actually, you, you go I, I listen to it. it no, Stan, you go listen to it after after we finish recording. Sure. And then you will you will find out that it sounds what you expect pop music to sound like in 2017, 2018. So am I gonna love it so bad? Mm, maybe, maybe not. You might. All right, but all right. Uh, you probably might not. Yeah, you probably might not. Um, you might just feel all lukewarm about it. But uh, I feel like it's a, it's a testing the water single now. Whatever they put out next is going to be miles better. All right, all right. Streets ahead, I would say. Mm. Now, yeah. parang, it's it's one of those it's one of those times that you have enough to go on. Parang, like, if you start the momentum now for the upcoming album, and you see that you know the process is there, 
They might just pull the pull the trigger so on having. Trust the process. Yeah, she just got back from the Backstreet Cruise of the year, and but that sounds like and then, really no, they had, sounds they a had, really fun place to be. In. They had Vegas. They had the Vegas show. Yeah, you know, they have Vegas shows, and then, but they were just back from the cruise. Yeah, and then they I'm, I'm not sure cruise. if we ever asked this on the podcast, but if you could pick one cruise, whether it's Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Cruise or the Backstreet Boys Cruise, you could only have one. Uh, Which one did you go on? Uh, Jericho. I, yeah, I go on a Jericho Easy. cruise because I've already been to a Backstreet Boys show. No, but but the thing is, with the Jericho cruise, it's wrestling every night. Yeah, from Nassau to from Florida to Nassau. Mm, actually, that's yeah. not so terrible, dude. Yeah, actually. And, and yeah. given that lineup, and the thing is, you're basically just paying for booze. God damn it! I'm just reiterating the the plug. Yes, because yes, you are. <laughs> I was listening to him on the way here. <laughs> Actually, this week's episode is pretty good. The one with Sammy and the Beatles. It's, yeah, that's it's, from uh, last week. Yeah. Well, most recent one. Yeah. I enjoyed it, and the thing is, it. I have that plug in my head. I want to do that cruise. All right. One day, one day, when you, uh, when you've made enough money from freelancing, when we've all made enough money from freelancing and other other things. Right, uh, so it's a busy week for all of us. It's the home stretch right before Revolution it's X. It's Revol X week. So if you've been listening to the radio at least to five FM stations this week, you may have heard us on at least one of them. Uh, we made the rounds on Magic 89.9, Mellow 94.7, 99.5 Play FM, Wave 89.1, and Jam 88.3. So a big shout out to all the guys from PWR who did the rounds, um, all the people who work behind the scenes to make this happen, all our friends at the different radio stations for helping us make it happen. I have a question though. Oh. But well, I still wish one was 7.5. Hey! hey. <laughs> I don't think, you know, I couldn't in good conscience contact those guys. What? I know, was, it was a joke. Did uh, you really? Do you really expect people to put you on the Wish One Hundred Seven Point Five bus? I'm going to go to the Wish Bus. Ano gusto mo may ari may Royal Rumble sa Wish Bus? You know what? You know what? No, you just get on the Wish Bus, play the Lex Luger theme song. Wish One Hundred Seven Point Five. Hey, I actually know people from from I'm, Wish. I'm sure you do. <laughs> the industry is quite small. Yeah, it is very small. So, like, although I would much rather go on retro at this point. I would, yes. be, I would much rather be. I would much rather be on RJ one hundred. No, no, that's way <laughs> too old. Retro is retro. Still plays our shit. No, actually, K Light plays our oh, yeah, shit. Yeah, K Light plays our shit. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I tend to get. Why don't we play? To be very, very uh, clear and fair to everybody, I tried to get us on K Light. Okay, that's I great. That would have been great. So great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like, if, if you're not familiar, K-Lite is pretty much the retro station for people uh, our age in, like, your late If you 20s like 90s... And 2000s, 2000s pop, yeah. that's basically K-Lite's playlist, which, uh, in if you retrospect, like, if you like, is not like a bad station to listen to. It's kind of marketing, to be fair. Yeah, it's like, if you like magic on Fridays... Yeah, listen yeah, to that much, all week long. Yeah, Tana, John Mayer is now a throwback artist, right? Well, no, the first album. The first years. album is. Yeah, so so you know it just makes us feel old and shit. But whatever, we're looking to the future. We're looking towards this Sunday Revolution X. It's gonna be a ten match super card. You got your double main event, and it's pretty much the best outing that we'll have this year because it's the biggest show of the year. So we're gonna go all in, eh? Hey, on, on this one. <laughs> Uh, that should be and a it's lot of an fun. Academy homecoming, basically. It's a homecoming, so we got. Uh, I, I thought it was pretty fitting. We thought it was pretty fitting mm-hmm. that we have JDL back on the podcast this week because we got, haven't had him on in forever, for over a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got tons of takeaways from his time since assuming the presidency of PWR. The lessons he's learned. He's also got a Batanes unplugged story. Just one. Yeah. Just one. Just one. It's, it's a pretty good one. I thought it was oh, two of them. Actually, there are two stories. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I one thought of them those stories. Lobster. Were... <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? And the other involves the inspiration behind that meme. So that's all coming up in a bit. But first, we got to talk about the WWE and some big events that happened there. Uh, they were in the we, UK. Yeah, they were in the UK. And while they were in the UK, they're they were also in the UK. In, uh, they're also, they were also in New York yesterday for the NBC Universal event. So let's talk about the Ronda Rousey Nia Jax confrontation first, because that <sighs> thirty second confrontation yeah. led to a championship yeah, match. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you know up front in. I guess it makes sense, right? It does. Now, before we talk about um, that, uh, so we, you mentioned the upfronts, and the upfronts is basically them pitching their whole slate of shows, right? Yep. yep. To the entire network, and which is funny because Brooklyn Nine Nine was there. Yeah. Ah, yeah, because NBC, 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 NBC is the new home of Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, okay, my bad. And the thing is, SmackDown is up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly where I was going. Thank you, Kamus. Uh, uh, I saw you lost it for a second. No, no, no. Because no. he, he, yeah. he derailed me. He derailed me. 9 9 So, SmackDown is up in the air. Uh, they are in pretty much... <laughs> no, it's really pretty much a free agent show. It is now entered free agency because uh, NBC, by way of USA, will be grabbing the whole Raw uh, deal. For the next three or so years, the TV deal, the TV deal for three or so years, and it's so the the valuation of Raw is so huge that they don't have enough cap room for SmackDown. So, so it's, it's, yeah, 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 no, no, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, this exists. This exists. There is network TV because it is money. Yeah, not just they are paying WWE to put the show on their network. And it's funny because I we bring this up and it's. About a week after TV5 announced that they're going to be carrying Raw mm-hmm. for one hour a week every week, oh, right? Yeah. So you have a lot of people going, Tangana, why can't you have three weeks of Raw? Or even better, why can't you have PWR on TV5? Mm. And it all goes back to the question of money, which Ro just mentioned mm. earlier, na, to even mount a three-hour program on national television, or on, in prime time, pa, uh, prime time the schedule, you have to have the advertisers supporting it. Yeah. Otherwise, you won't be able mm-hmm. to put that on a prime slot. Right, and considering that TV Five is the third player, yeah, in all of this, and you know they do, there is money in TV Five, but for three hours for wrestling, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, That's kids, what does this have to do with uh, the news that we just mentioned? Well, well, Fox Global has been uh, Fox in the U.S. has been looking to acquire WWE way before um, they re up with NBC. So now SmackDown is a free agent. Fox is now free to go grab SmackDown in place of the UFC. And when they do, if they do, that leaves Fox Regional over here in Southeast Asia open to getting WWE right back. Or at least we hope so. I uh, mean, like, or at hopefully. least SmackDown, at the very least. Yeah, so, we, no, you, you can be sure that Fox in the US will be trying to get uh, SmackDown. Yes. Because they have space for SmackDown. They're offloading the UFC as far as I know. Yeah, so a little bit of business talk because, you know... Business uh, talk. You know, these things do matter uh, for for some of us more than others, obviously. But we just want you to be in the know as well, just so you have an idea where things are shifting. Now, let's bring it back to the Upfront event where the Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey confrontation happened. Because I guess in some ways it does make sense, but my... I don't want to call myself old school, but like I just want to see the the, the traditional confrontation happen on on TV. Okay, sure. Because nobody was event. watching the upfronts, right? And like in terms of storytelling, how does it make sense that the champion chooses Ronda Rousey? Like, why would you go out of your way to select the baddest bitch on the planet? Yeah, well, no, 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 no. Okay, that one I can I can answer. Say, Nia Jax is a baby face at the moment, so therefore she would want 
someone who could bring out the best challenge in her. Competition. Yeah. No, let her do what she wants to do. Maybe it doesn't make sense for you because you'd rather take the easy way out. But she wants to prove herself. Okay, so let her prove herself. Okay, if I were Kurt, Ang- okay, if I were Kurt Angle, I guess it makes sense. It's a money match, but Ronda Rousey for the women's championship. Yeah, yeah. But are you the type of fan? And I'm asking this uh, rhetorically. Are you the type of fan who would uh, be supportive of this? Now, Ronda Rousey, after one match under her belt, gets a Raw Women's Championship match now. When you have the likes of uh, Ember true. Moon, Sasha Banks, uh, Mickey James. Bailey all on the roster doing next to nothing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know where the story's going. I hope that they're um, making Ronda humble enough to go with a. Oh, you're not at this level yet, so maybe. But she is not, doing live shows. Yeah, yeah, she's doing live shows. Doing live shows. Part of the part of the deal. Yes, but I hope that this is a story now. Okay, you think you're ready, uh, but you get you got to get knocked down a peg first because you you just new to the game. And the nobody fans, can't keep yeah. protecting you all the time. Because like at this point, Ronda hasn't been in the mainstream um, post-mania discussion. Right? She hasn't been as on. She hasn't been an on-air talent. She's barely. Well, she's had, been an on-air talent. She would come out alongside Natalia, right? Yeah, but has she had real matches? Has she had? Has she proven herself yes. in the eyes of the audience okay. to warrant? A championship match, diba? Mm. Well, I'm qualifiers. Like, let's get that out of the way. We're not gonna get qualifiers for a while. Yeah, but is that really up to us? Like, are we really the ones who will determine whether or not she's worthy? Because, you know, crowd reaction, things... crowd reaction does does play a part. Yeah, but Vince McMahon continues to push Roman Reigns as an underdog, even uh. when the crowd continues Ooh. to reject him. Mm. So that debunks your crowd reaction argument. Sorry, mm. Thomas. Yeah, he's right. Well, that's why I was thinking of it just in isolation with Ronda. But since you bring up. Roman. So, like, what's gonna stop us from treating Ronda Rousey like the next Roman Reigns? Hmm. takot ko Like, I think that they're setting Ro- uh, Ronda up for failure. Okay, long. Let her be turn heel. Whatever. She would be an interesting heel, though. She, she would be. She really is an interesting heel. You've yeah. seen her be a heel. She was a heel in UFC. Before she got knocked the fuck out. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, like, it's easy for us to say now you can turn her heel, but they refuse to do so with Roman. And this is after mm. four years of us shitting all over him. Well, I think there's a problem there. When you're trying to book the big dog as an underdog, thank you, by the way, to Nicola So for this uh, little pun. We, but when you try to make him an underdog, it doesn't make sense because clearly behind the scenes, he is their guy. So I don't see the logic there storytelling-wise. And as someone who resents WWE's stubbornness, it makes me want to resent Roman even more, even though technically, I don't really hate Joe Anawai, the person. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all animals are Joe. Yeah, all animals. So, I, I think he gets the rawest deal out of everybody. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's what I said. Uh, that's why I said what I said before. If I were Roman now, if uh, I'm gonna hold the, this whole thing over their heads, maybe he's doing it for the money still. But at this point, uh, are you willing to take the whatever money you're getting paid, whatever main event cash you're getting paid, over uh, getting disrespected every night? By the whole world. I don't you know. know. I mean, so, like... No, because it's not just disrespected by, by the crowd. It's also kind of getting disrespected by the people with the book. Because, to me, I feel like I'm getting paid, yes, but I'm also getting really... I don't know. You're I'm, getting the raw end of the deal. I'm getting the raw end of the deal because I'm being made to look like a chump at the biggest stage. And in the end, it's going to hurt me in the long run. Yeah, but then they'll say, oh, you get to beat Samoa Joe. Yeah, but who cares? It, it didn't like at the end of the day that match doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, that that match has zero bearing. Right? 
if you're looking at it in terms of like where his direction is going, it's down south. And I would, I would, no I would really just hold it over their head and walk out if they don't do it. I know. If they don't give you something good, I, I don't know why. I don't know why Roman does someone have any dirt on him? Is he being blackmailed? No, no I just think he has does like he ten fam- million good reasons I, for yeah, it. Does he have like a fam? Does his family have held gunpoint? What's no no oh, um, uh, wellness violation? Okay, there might be that. Yeah, if I were him, like I would really just walk away from all this. And what? Get his contract frozen like Neville? Yeah, sure. And he needed to work up But, but okay. the guy, the guy has you know for everything that we're saying right now. I don't think he has it in him to walk away just now. Considering, you know, he's... How long has he been working with WWE? Uh, almost a decade. Almost a decade, oh. if you count FCW. He's had he's had his outs, mm. right? You, you know that uh, How I Met Your Mother analogy. You have mm. the highways. Yeah. He's had his highways. Okay. I don't know when the next one's coming up for him where he could conceivably leave. Okay. Because like, he, he drudges through this a bit more. They find a good story for him. I don't know. They can still fix the ship, but how much longer are we gonna wait? Just remember, we 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 booed Roman live. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. That was fun. Yeah. My, I remember my dad just looking at me with this weird look on my face, like why? The we same don't way, like him. The same way. You now when Sammy came out and then everyone was uh, singing along and chanting "Let's go," he also looked at me. Shalain the whole ever signing up. It's like why? <laughs> because he's the best damn wrestler. Yeah, just uh, Full stop. really, really fun anecdotes from WWE in Manila. So there, uh, there, uh, just some some things for you to think about through this week in wrestling. Uh, whether or not you're willing to buy into Ronda Rousey as your babyface challenger and then Roman Reigns as an underdog. One last bit before we get to the JDL interview, we got to talk about another huge uh, bit of news that dropped midnight earlier. Uh, again, we're recording yes. on a Thursday yeah. night. So the UK Championship Tournament is back on. And it will be held sometime in June. And 16 participants were, uh, will, will be included. Eight of them have been announced. And they are as follows. you got Zach Gibson, Joe Coffey, Jack Gallagher of 205 Live, Dave Mastiff, Kenny Williams, who you saw on this past week's episode. Uh, is it Eligero? Eligero. 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 Joseph Connors, the guy with half an ear. And Amir <laughs> Jordan. It's an interesting, it's an interesting, interesting group. Um, I think also coming out of 205 Live, we can expect Flash Morgan Webster to be on this tournament. Can I, I expect, say, no, I expect okay. everyone who was on the show this week would come back. Who's okay. the other guy? Kenny Williams, Kenny Flash Williams, Morgan Webster, and who's the other guy? Tyler, Tyler Bate. Hey, aside from him. Mason, <laughs> there, was a, there was a third Was it Connors? Guy. It was Connors. I think it was Connors. Yeah, it was Connors. Drake. Drake. There. Drake, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him too. And you know, I think so we don't bring back Jordan Devlin, I'll be okay. <laughs> what do you have oh, against Jordan Devlin? He sucks. He, he was no, he was rough. He was rough to watch. But Joe Coffey also has a brother who I think would fit well for this tournament. And outside of that, I don't know how many more UK names they can poach. Mm. Here's a question though: Are we now making the UK division the British division of cruiserweights? Because if you remember, the they Ari- are so. No, they are no sort but the OG UK division had oh. heavies. You got uh, Trent Seven. You Joe Coffey is. Yeah. Joe Coffey is not the cruiserweight. <laughs> By any no, stretch. No, we're just saying that most of them are cruiserweights. Yes. So, what's the pipeline for them after the tournament? Are they going to be uh, Jack Gallagher? Like 205? Yeah. Are, are Jack they going to be relegated so. to 205 and have, or have a BSS-style contract like Bait 7 and done? You know what uh, I would really want to see for this year's tournament? Yes. Some bad news. 
Hey! Well, Stu Bennett has been congratulating these guys yeah, right? coming from it. I, the, I don't I want put it the, out of the realm of possibility. I want him to be the vet, the the, the old, the, the Tajiri name of this tournament. The what's his what's his name? Um, Tajiri Martin man. Stone. What what's his? Danny Birch. Danny Birch. The Danny Birch of this tournament. No, no, Tajiri because uh, no, he was already you know in the system, already out, and then he was came from back the in. system uh, and was was uh, no was returning for uh, yeah just for, to you know for, put a young pot over yeah for the pot. When was I don't think he's actively wrestling. No, he's, he's not. He's, he's doing. A, he's, he's doing defiant. He's doing he's defiant. Defiant. Yeah, and he's acting. Oh yes, he is. Yeah, there is that. But I, I want to. I miss him. I miss him so much. We do. We so do. okay, who's gonna be the Tommy end of this tournament this year? About last year, Alistair Black. Uh, he had that surprise match with Neville. Yeah, that was just an ex- um, exhibition. Hmm. Are they gonna bring someone in? About oh, this is the latest signing. Oh, oh, the latest signing. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know. Dijak? I don't know. Maybe. No, Dijak. Well, Dijak's doing that. No, 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 Keith Lee. Yes. Yeah, you said Keith Lee. Walter. Walter. Did they already sign Walter? No, I'm just saying it could Keith be. Lee, no, it no. could be Walter. No, I think it's Keith Lee. First. Apparently, the exhibition match is Keith it's Lee versus be Keith Walter. Lee. Jesus Christ. Why did you bring <laughs> Walter back for this? Fine. Sorry, I, I have fantasies of this Hoss match happening again. Okay. So in WWE, it could be fun. If you're going to catch the UK Championship Tournament or the UK Tournament, it's most likely going to be on a weekend again. And keep in mind the time difference between the Philippines and the UK. It's a good seven, eight hours. Yeah, I just hope they can behind. stretch it. What was it? Three days? Two days. Two days. Yeah. So they Two had the first round on day one and then yeah, everything else. Around. Yeah. They could, they can stretch it out because, my God, that was hard to watch. Okay, so we'll letter. Yes. Petition natin. Yes. No, if you're watching live. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's we why you watch it on demand. Yeah. We're not required to, anyway. Yeah, anyway. Did you watch The Greatest Royal? Oh, yes, you did. Yes, I did. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, yes, did. We did. Why would you do that? I was I woke up. Because I had day. time. <laughs> I'm freelancing I had to wake up early that morning. <laughs> yes. All right. Okay. Okay, cool. Now, JD? Uh, yeah, let's get to the let's JDL to JD. interview. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're talking Revolution X, being president of PWR, and a whole bunch of other good stuff right now. It's been over a year since we last had our guest here on the SGP podcast, and he just happens to be here as part of the PWR media tour. He had to oversee things because that's what leaders and presidents do. So please welcome back to the show the president of PWR, Jake DeLeon. Jake DeLeon by introduction to me, or should I like... No, it's a serious issue, so okay, oh, then, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't have to be. You don't have to. Actually, be the funny thing is, the funny thing is, like my office mates, like in my actual day job, they actually googled my real name, <laughs> and my in the Jake DeLeon Wikipedia page popped up because <laughs> we, we were trying to look for incriminating images of each other oh. on Google, <laughs> and then when they put in my name, the Jake DeLeon Wikipedia page came on like what? Because <laughs> your name was they, on but it. They didn't know. They knew. They knew I was a wrestler, but they they didn't know the extent that I actually had a Wikipedia page. Right. So did they find anything incriminating? Uh, thankfully not. <laughs> thankfully the, thankfully I was able to take care of all the vandalism that went on on my Wikipedia page. Oh, oh yeah, there was, was that. There was that. That was like that was that was like, that was really weak. I was okay. <laughs> no, I was okay with them making fun of my name, but uh, making fun of my parents' name. That was like that's you know, foul. That's foul. Uh, that was foul for me. Yeah, whoever it was. Yeah, uh, you people who've been vandalizing uh, JDL's Wikipedia page and, and every other page, yeah, yeah. PWR page about all these other collaterals. Steiner, come on, guys, uh, grow up here. Please grow up, yeah. please. <laughs> 
Right. Uh, so, JDL, how, how's it been? We had you last, I think, Num Shoot podcast, right? Oh, uh, yeah, I think. Is that the last one? No, no I, 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 there I was, think so. There was yeah. one Sabalay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, yeah the one with uh, John Sebastian yes. and yes. Crystal. Yes. Oh, but yes. I, was, I was asleep in the background. Uh, uh, but but you, you got a few shots in. <laughs> <laughs> so, how's, how's life been? Uh, I, I'm not sure if a lot of people know this, but you're back in the corporate world. Yes, I am. Uh, so, for the people who didn't know, obviously, they don't know because they don't know about my personal life. Uh, I was actually jobless. Well, freelancing. That's <laughs> the term. No. <laughs> I'm freelancing now. Freelancing. Uh, for about six months, just trying to make sure that PWR runs smoothly mm-hmm. uh, while trying to get some hustle on the side. Not too many, not too much hustle on the side, uh, I found out. But, you know, was able to go to Malaysia back mm-hmm. in December. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, um, after the year, after that shoot podcast, I've just been working on PWR, trying to get more sponsors for us. Trying to make sure the company runs uh, smoothly as smoothly as possible. Uh, so so far, there have been a lot of rough patches, uh, but you know, uh, I think overall we've been doing good. We've been just steadily improving our wrestling craft, uh, steadily improving our social media game, mm-hmm. our sponsorship game, our everything game. Just you know, because we're we uh, on May twenty, it will be our fifth birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, fifth. Yeah, uh, we're actually yeah. in season four. Season four is about to end. Mm. Yes. So after Revolution X, it's season five, episode one. So tama tama one. S O five E O one. According to your torrent website, yes, uh, <laughs> for all the people there. All right. So uh, what's the biggest change you would say from uh, when you took the position of president to today? Now you know we're looking towards RevOX. Um. Well, I think the biggest change when I took over as presidency. Uh, I think would be transparency. Mm. Uh, well, mm. the the way things happened before, mm. well, a lot of people were kept in the dark. Uh, but I don't know. Like after taking over, after seeing everything that went through, all the bullshit that happened, I was just there, like thinking. Honestly, like the presidency, it was. I'm not sure if I was surprised that it was thrust on me, but basically the presidency was kind of thrust on me. And I was welcome to take that challenge up because I love PWR, I love wrestling. And all I wanted to do was to make sure everyone in PWR was happy. Because it sucks. Like, I've be- like if you think of it, like even if you can even fathom it, the fact that you have this passion, you're already living out a passion, and then suddenly it gets taken away from you by just like one mistake or one person not doing the right thing that kind of sucked for mm, me mm. yeah so which is why like when people were looking not not to blow smoke up my own ass but when people were looking up to me thinking that I was going to take over the company and stuff like I just wanted to make sure the only reason why I did like I went the extra mile nagmadyo sao shout out to Martini and Jan hey <laughs> the reason why I went the extra mile is because I just wanted to make sure that PWR stayed alive Philippine wrestling stayed alive and that's where we are today so, okay, you mentioned your background as an Atenista. Uh, you took up a management course, right? Yeah, technically. The, the, technically, it is a management course. I'm sorry. The, art, the, the, the lowest of the lowest of the management hey, courses. Hey, hierarchy is really that? Yes. 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 Um, we come from the same course, so it's honestly, terrible. Sorry, not to, not to shit on C- uh, Comtech people, but the reason why people go into Comtech is because they don't really want to do management full-time. Mm. <laughs> you want to have the flexibility... <laughs> Where you learn cool shit, you do cool shit, you graduate with a management degree, but and you don't have to work as hard. So basically, your upside is a JDL, and you're uh, where? Where are you on the spectrum, Camus? Where does Grab Camus fall? Oh shit! What? <laughs> At least you're not I'm not plotting you anywhere. 
I'm asking oh, where no. you well, fall. Where do you place yourself in the in the spectrum of in, in the terms of wrestling or professional? That I don't know. Whatever. I'm doing pretty okay professionally before quitting my day job. Okay. Okay. okay whatever. Well, okay. the funny thing about Comtech is we can basically go into anything. Yeah. We're yeah, basically we're basically the IS of management. You yeah. got Mr. Philippine wrestling and a grab driver. So yeah, yeah. I, guess, I guess that makes sense. A quote unquote grab driver. <laughs> anyway, and then Camus, for all intents and purposes, is a do everything guy. For so, now, yeah, for now. Okay, uh, so you took Jabber up a management course. Yeah. Oh, wait, come on, come on. Let, no, let's keep Jabber, he does every job. That's <laughs> Tutan. That's Tutan. Tutan does every job. Okay, fine. Okay. I have a very specific job. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, let's bring it back to JD. The reason why I asked yeah, okay. uh, if, if you took up a management course is, at this point, but did it pay off? Like, did the management uh, lessons actually come into play? Uh, I, I'd like to think they did, but... like. <laughs> Like uh, when when I think I really grew up more like when I was like when I started taking over PWR. It's more like I know like inherently the management classes stayed with me. The only things I really do remember that the management classes told me is like just to be to communicate well, be transparent, and everything. But yeah, basically everything after taking over uh, learning, act- uh, PWR taking over PWR was actually an on-the-job thing, learning on the fly. Seeing how everything works, uh, listening to all the guys, listening to all to both the wrestlers, to the staff, to everyone basically who has an involvement in PWR, even the sponsors, even everyone who, like even the, the fans, yeah, even the fans, yeah, like uh, everyone, everywhere is a source of inspiration. Everyone is a source of knowledge that you can pull out from, and that's basically how I have functioned. Just making sure that you know uh, we're listening to everyone. Probably not going to be doing everything that everyone says, but. Making sure that you know the ones that seem right, we do. So, how does a day work out for you now? Because uh, for those who aren't familiar with how your normal schedule is, you're an early, you're a morning person, early <laughs> riser guy, right? Yes, by, very much so. By uh, force, by force. No, no, even no, before. Yeah. Like, uh, well, currently my job because I work for an Australian company, so it's six thirty to three thirty. Mm. Manila time. Yeah, mm. Manila time. Um, but even before that, I would I like being an early riser, just making sure that I have a leg up on the day. Uh, so when I wake up, if I don't think of playing video games, I usually just check up on whatever is happening in the Philippine wrestling scene, mostly what's happening with PWR. Because, like, I'm asleep when you guys are awake. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, whenever you guys are talking at 12 midnight, I'm already asleep. Mm. So when I wake up, okay, I see whatever everyone's talking about. I see what's happening. And that's when, okay, here's how, how I plan out the day. Like, I'll work on this. I'll work on that. And then when people are awake, that's when I tell them, all right, here's... Here's that thing. Here's that thing. Uh, if you need any help, just let me know. Because after that, I have to go to work. And then after work, I check up again and stuff. You know, it's pretty much my whole life right now is basically my job. And then PWR. And then my girlfriend. Girlfriend? Who's, who's, having, who's having her birthday. She's, birthday. she's having her birthday on Saturday. Hey! hey. Shout out to the senorita. Happy birthday. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday. All right, so... Um, it seems like you've got a lot. How, how are you able to maintain your sanity while juggling all these things on your plate? <laughs> a lot of coffee. <laughs> like, um, you know, it's, it's hard like, uh, making sure you keep your sanity doing a lot of things. But, you know, um, when it comes to wrestling, I mean, there, ha- there have been the, the rough patches. I have gone through those fits of, like, anger, depression. but Alcoholism. I, I, <laughs> thankfully, not yet. I think I think, I think I think I'm still not. That's why there. the question the question mark is alcoholism. Yeah, alcoholism. But you know, um, beer after work doesn't count as alcoholism. But oh, uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's healthy. Yeah, it's healthy. 
Um, but yeah, um, just making sure that I keep my I when when those times come, I don't know, like like a lesson for everyone out there. If you're doing something you love and then you get sick of it, just try to remember why you're doing this in the first place. You love it. Uh, you want it to grow. That like I've been through those bouts where I would always think, is this really worth it? Am I really like? Why am I doing this? Those kinds of things. But then I realize, all right, I'm in this partly for me, but also partly for everyone in PWR that I know this is their dream. I know I can't let them down. Sometimes it's a huge weight on my shoulders, but you know, like seeing the smile on their faces, doing what they love, that's that's enough for me. Like besides the fans, besides seeing the fans smiling, watching our show, it's seeing the wrestlers backstage, being happy about what they did, being unhappy about what they did, helping them out wherever I can. That's that's in it a reward for me also. So, you know, at, at this point, I'm sure your family, even though they're not based in Manila, they can yeah. see what you're up to. Yeah, yeah. What's the response been on their end? Actually, recently, uh, this past year, for when we had that show in Eastwood for Father's Day. On Father's Day. On Father's Day. My family was actually there. My whole family was oh, actually wow. there. Uh, my mom, my dad, my sister, my brother-in-law, even my girlfriend was with them. That was the first time I actually, actually got some affirmation from my father about wrestling. Cause like he knows, like he knows all the stuff that happened before I took over. Mm, okay. I told him, all right, this happened, this happened, a lot of shit happened. Thank you for helping that me happened. pay for flights out of Batanes. Oh. Uh, so he saw that after that show, mm. he saw how like you know how the guys like got that cake for me because it was my birthday that day also. Mm. They got that cake for me, put it in the ring. He saw that. All right. <laughs> He saw that. Yeah, uh, that did happen. Yeah, that, like I got mad at the twins. Thank you, twins. Thank you, Yolo twins. <laughs> Thank you for getting my girlfriend in on the thing, making her buy the cake, and then the cake dropping into the ring. Oh my yeah. god! <laughs> I was, I was, I was, I was kind of hot because, like, you know, we had to clean up the oh ring my. and stuff. But you know, for all the people who've been shouting out like our ring is dirty, well, <laughs> we do clean it before oh every show. But you know, uh, that after after that show, I talked to my dad. And he said he was glad, he was happy that he saw me being happy. He saw me like with a group of friends that do the same thing that I love. And I was like, because I never have that talk with my dad. Mm, like true, we're, true, not true. The, we're not the father-son. Yeah, yeah, we're not the father-son talking kind. We do talk like, when we do talk, it's very serious. Mm-hmm. But, and, uh, you know, like life lessons. Uh, okay, if gagawin mo to, ito dapat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was, that was me. I, I almost cried. <laughs> like, Thankfully, I didn't cry in front of him because, yeah, we're not the talking type. All right. Yeah. Although there's no shame in that. Yeah, I know, but yeah, gotta gotta keep a stiff but, uh, up lip in front of my old man. Yeah, the senor approves. Yeah, senor in front approves. of in yeah. front of the hacendero. Yeah, my mom, my mom already watched the show before yeah. him, but that, she watched Rebel X. Yeah. Oh no, no, she watched Vendetta. Vendetta there. But that was the first show my dad ever saw, mm. and that was like a big moment for me because it was Father's Day. Yeah, it was Father's Day. It was Father's Day. Now, okay, uh, you mentioned Batanes, and everyone who comes by the podcast <laughs> oh. since we started telling Batanes stories has brought out uh, an unplugged Batanes story. Uh. Is there one such story from you? Uh, well... Something that nobody's really heard before, na medyo on the lighter side of things. Oh, yeah, well, I do have one. Not not as funny, I think, as the other guys. That's but the cow-punching story. <laughs> <laughs> the, funny thing, the, the funny thing there was, like, when we arrived in Batanes, like, we were setting up the rooms in a hotel... And I was kind of seeing already, like, people were, all right, roommates, hi, roommates, hi. It was, like, four, three to four to a room. Mm. 
And then the only ones that were left were myself, Apok, and Yusuf. Mm. So, Brian Leo, for people who don't know. Um, so, what happened was, tatlo kami. Uh. And we were sharing a room. What a party. There were only two beds. Oh, God. What a party. <laughs> there were only two beds. So, okay. I saw I saw the queen bed. And then there was like a single bed over oh. there. Once I went into that room, I went straight for the single bed. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, threw my bag there. Ah, oh, guys, I'm here. And then, yeah. Because uh, the, the funny thing was, when that happened, like... He who must not be named actually said he likes to sleep in the nude. Oh, God. Oh, shit. Uh, and I'm like, Apok, I'm sorry, brother. I gotta, I gotta protect myself, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I went straight for that. Just made, like, stayed in my own little space in that room. So, you're going to be in the Fuck them. Uh, like, I'm sorry, Apok. I think fuck is a. Nah, nah, it didn't go down like that. Not unlike the other stories that you've heard. But, you know, oh. we're not going to get into that. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Batanes was a trip. Uh, let me let me see. Ah, yeah, they got mad at me for buying lobster. For everyone? No, no like for, for me. Like, like, okay. uh, funny thing was, because we were already like on day two of being stuck there. Ah, okay. So like, his his mom, like Brian Leo's mom, said, "All right, kids, just order anything you want. Uh, it's on the on the house uh, and stuff." Like, okay, I'm already stuck here two days. I'm thinking. I've heat, I've eaten the chicken, I've eaten the beef, I've eaten almost everything. So I asked, are you really sure everything is on the house? So I was like, yes, go, go ahead. I'm like, can I get the lobster? So I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. But the funny thing was, because after that, you know, after the fact, like, uh, explaining, he was trying to explain himself now. Yeah, we lost a lot of money, we had to pay for this lobster. The funny thing was, he ate half that lobster. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I didn't eat, like, I didn't know how to eat lobster. That was no. my first time eating lobster. So, oh, you must set up shellfish and stuff. And then, he, like, he was looking at the lobster and said, No, let me show you how to eat it. But I'm like, Really? And then he ate half of it and, like, just went went out just going. I like how he went out of his way to teach you, though, how to yeah, crack yeah, the lobster right. open. Yeah, how to eat the lobster pot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, right. So there, uh, that's your Batanis Unplugged story. I'd like to think that's, like, a recurring thing now for, you know, the guys who are in Batanis. I think this completes, like, most of it. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess so. I guess so. almost everyone. Almost everyone. We've yeah, had yeah, Rebel yeah. Ranger. We've yeah, yeah, we've had Rebel yeah. Ranger. We've had John Sebastian, Crystal, uh, Vlad... Ralph, uh, yeah, Ralph. 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 Ken Warren, we haven't had him share a Batani story yet. <laughs> oh, God. That's well, he has one of the worst ones. All right, let's save that for when he eventually uh, comes on board. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whenever sure, that is. I'm sure we'll have him post-Revolution X whenever, uh, yeah. whenever his uh, busy, busy schedule frees up. Because he is a busy man. Yeah. Speaking of busy schedules, uh, your schedule was busier this week because you also did radio interviews. Yes. And you represented PWR on Boys Night Out alongside Chris Panzer last Woo! night recording this on a Thursday. <laughs> so last night you, you guys were on magic I heard this uh, I heard this so how did Sam Slick and Tony treat you guys mm-hmm. no they were great um, you know I always expect like when you ever, whenever you talk about wrestling with people who aren't really too much like big fans of wrestling they're, you're always gonna have to take it with a grain of salt that they're gonna say oh isn't it fake oh and they're gonna have to make jokes they're fans of it yeah well, well not really no, yeah. we were well, there Sam, Sam got more of it than yeah, the Sam. other two no, sure no, Sam and Slick Sam uh, Slick, Slick got it. Uh, and Tony, what's the name of that girl? Uh, Naughty <laughs> She got into it a bit. Yeah. But you know, uh, no, no offense, Tony. Tony, 
Tony was a great guy. He was mm. funny guy. We were all just there to have fun, just uh, to promote Revolution sure. X, which is what we're doing right now. Mm. The funniest thing I have to say was seeing Panzer being starstruck because he's a big fan of Boys Night. <laughs> oh, uh, like, like Panzer, come on, say something. But yeah, you know, Panzer. Panzer is very soft-spoken. Mm. Also, mm. He's, he's a man of action. Mm. Yes, yeah. he is. That he is. Yeah. That's what I mean. I know. I think feeding my girls when they approach you for a picture after yes. the show. Now you know how it's like. Panzer, alam mo na. But you can be more empathetic towards them. You can well, connect with them better. Yes, yes. So it just makes them but feel yeah, awkward. Um, <laughs> thank you very much to all the radio people that have had us on Boys Night Out, Mellow, uh, Wave, Play FM, and Jam, Jam, Jam. 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 Everyone, everyone who's been helping out Revolution X, we want this to be the biggest one. This is our fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we've been doing this for four years, guys. Yep. We gotta get somewhere. All right, speaking of the fourth one, uh, I think the biggest question on everyone's minds is, how did we come back to iAcademy after so long? Well, if I, if I may tell uh, the story ahead, of why we were go. not there for so long... I'm pretty sure everyone knows by now. Um, oh, no, why, no, 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 we, we, we know, but yeah, we know, the right. listeners at might large. Not, uh, might right. not. Uh, well, when was the last show we had before this one? I'm, like, if any I Academy... Next, next, 2016. If any I Academy people are listening, stop this right now. <laughs> stop. Hey, shout out to Mr. Jake Aragon, former Savior teacher. Yeah. Friend of ours. <laughs> Probably doesn't listen to the podcast. Please don't, uh, sir, Jake. Oh, uh, yeah, but, you know, it's like... Um, the reason why we were there back back there for so long is because uh <laughs> there was a spot uh, was that one there, spot? Was, there was one spot kind of got it didn't really get viral, li- uh, it, viral it, it got out of hand uh, out of hand a little so it was idle jumping off the second floor <laughs> <laughs> from the scaffolding which was a great spot uh, don't get me spot. wrong James Idol Martinez that was an amazing spot it's not on you it's just that you know it was. It is an institution, <laughs> an academic institution, an academic institution with integrity. Just one not entirely meant for some lucha underground shenanigans. Oh, yes, but you know, uh, we promise them we're back there. We promise them we're not gonna do that again. We're not gonna turn okay. into the temple. Yeah, we're not gonna jump <laughs> off the second floor. We just we promise not to jump off the second floor and do anything out of hand. Now, however, you may interpret interpret that. Yes, Completely but you know, um, we've had we've had a good relationship with them anyway. Ever since, like, I think it was after January of 2017, uh, we tried to get them for a w- the WWE show, and then mm-hmm. we s- yeah. elected to choose go for um, venue one forty two. Yeah, and sorry, the WWE show meaning the one uh, the where one where Chris Marsh uh, and, and Canyon Seaman were Canyon Seaman were there. Bagong Yugto. Bagong Yugto. Yeah, so we're, we've always had like a, a pretty much a better relationship. After mm-hmm. we we apologized, we uh, said. Uh. You know, uh, sorry for we we didn't really know that it would. No, yeah, that you would react yeah, that way. We're we're just a little independent wrestling. Like, it was uh, great though if you saw it in person. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully they got more enrollments after that. Uh, oh, <laughs> did we help with that? But yeah, thank you again, I Academy, for having us back. We're very happy to be back. The first place we've ever had that had aircon. Yes. 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 Indeed. Indeed. We and a functioning CR. A functioning CR. True, true, true. To, to a proper locker room. <laughs> yeah, a proper <laughs> holding area. Yeah. But yeah, um, we're very excited to be back there for Revolution Homecoming now. Mm. It's a homecoming. Revo X homecoming. I hear there's a lot of familiar faces also coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. Hope so. Hopefully. Uh, third man. Third search. man. Third man is confirmed to be Mark DiManato. Speaking of, of familiar men, you got uh, Robin Sane who was at the very first PWR show yes. and he makes his PWR return 
at Revolution X this year. So I guess the first question uh, as a tangent point to Robin Sane is, from the management standpoint, how did you guys react or respond to the other promotions popping out in 2017? Well, for us, popping the out. other promotion popping out wasn't... It didn't really affect us too much. Like, we know that... We think we know, like, being a trailblazer in Philippine wrestling. You gotta, you gotta admit, we were the first ones. So, being a trailblazer, we're pretty sure we were gonna inspire some other people to put up their own promotion. And seeing MWF, like our old friends, uh, Mikers, Tarek, seeing all of them putting up their own promotion, doing their own hard work. Like, for me, inside, uh, I was very happy for them, making sure that they were... They were chasing their dream. You gotta respect that. Like being able, being a guy, having enough balls to actually chase their dream. That is something you cannot mm. disrespect. Uh, the only reason why I didn't watch any MWF show sooner is because you know someone was there. Someone was there, so like, it's like uh, I didn't want my day ruined and stuff. And to be fair, the very first show you and I were at a shoot. Yes, we were. We were. So like, we were really unable to go and watch. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, with MWF. Uh, AOWW. Yeah, we, we, when they popped out, I think a lot of the boys and management included, we were like, okay, it's a welcome surprise, uh, more competition, which only means better things for the industry. Because even though, yes, honestly, competition is bad news, technically, mm-hmm. for a lot of other businesses. But for us, when we saw it, we saw it as an opportunity. Okay, it's either we're going to saturate the market, oversaturate the market. Or we, we can just fine-tune everything and make sure that we try to compete with each other to put on the best product out there. And currently, we are seeing that right now with MWF mm-hmm. and with PWR. Mm-hmm. We're, yes. seeing, we're seeing two different identities mm-hmm. now in the industry. Very distinct. Na siya, eh? Very uh. distinct identities. And as PWR management, that is very exciting for me. Mm-hmm. It's scary and mm-hmm. exciting mm-hmm. to the point that, okay, we have another guy. We have another player in the game. Mm-hmm. Now, as me, like me as management, talking to the PWR guys right now, do you want to still be complacent or do you want to up your game? Mm. Or if you want to get booked over at MWF, we can't really stop you. But, you know, mm. it's always going to be competition wherever you are, whatever industry you are. And it's always going to be... all. It's always... I don't know how the... Like, I'm not sure if tama yung pag-aalala ko sa economics. Okay. <laughs> With so the free market... Ah, oh. free market... Market mobility. The free market, as long as, like, if it's a free market, everyone gets better. Parang ganun. Consumers, yeah, yeah. consumers are allowed to yeah. choose. Competition, yeah. The competition will always fine-tune the product. Yeah. So, okay, uh, you mentioned that both PWR and MWF ha- have their separate identities, mm-hmm. right? And MWF has uh, really gone out of its way to make themselves, to present themselves as an action novella. Mm-hmm. In a way, it's, uh, they, they use more Tagalog, yeah. must, they try to present the characters as more relatable to the everyman. But how, how does PWR distinguish itself now from the management standpoint in terms of I- uh, identifying its brand? So, well, for me, for me lang, because like, we haven't really talked about this too much, but for me, when I see PWR, I see that we are the halo-halo of wrestling here in the Philippines. We have the Tagalog, we have the drama, we have the action, we have the stories, we have the laughing, the crying, we have the good wrestling. Everything, mm-hmm. everything you love about professional wrestling is within PWR. No knock on MWF, they know themselves. They yeah. know they're an action novella. Mm-hmm. We at PWR, we want to show everything. Comedy, uh, intergender matches, hardcore matches, straight up technical matches, everything about professional wrestling, everything that you love, everything that you see in the indies, in WWE, in NJPW, 
everywhere, Lucha, we're there to provide it to you. Because a lot of our guys, even though they might say that they are fans of one type of wrestling, mm. they're all fans of every type mm-hmm. of wrestling. Everyone, I'm pretty sure, in PWR, tries to hone their craft enough. Like, if they know their niche, like, mm. let's say, for example, Trian and Echo, even though their niche might right, right now be my comedy, mm-hmm. might be comedy, they're also fans of different kinds of wrestling. That's true. We're not going to box ourselves into one type of thing because we know that with, when it comes to wrestling, anything goes. Okay. Kind of the broader the spectrum, the more people can get out of the product. Yeah, it's like, mm. well, it's a variety show on steroids. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely is. More, and more so than, I would say, MWF. Wow. No, 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 just, just as a variety okay. show. Because, you know, we've cleared it. They're okay, very clearly defined. I that is anything. my opinion. Yes, it's your opinion. I am. I am that they are very clearly defined as an action novella. All right, Skip. I'm done. Okay. So, okay. Uh, let's uh, sidetrack a little bit here, and I, I want to ask your opinion on 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 this matter. So, uh, just to contextualize, you're one of the head coaches at boot camp mm-hmm. and a training for both the oh, no. current roster. Oh no! Oh no! Where is this going? <laughs> oh, where is this going? <laughs> Where is this going, Stan? No, as as one of the guys who really helps everyone fine-tune their craft, what's your opinion on wrestlers continuing to be fans of wrestling? Like, what? how would you approach... What? Like, do you encourage wrestlers still having that fan hat on when they watch? Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, for me, having that fan hat on is always helpful. Because, all right, let's say, for example, you're a wrestler, like, and you've been a wrestler for a while... It does happen where if you know about wrestling, you know the ins and outs of wrestling. When you watch wrestling, you kind of, you're dis- disillusioned. It's not as fun anymore. But it also gets to a point now you want to come back being a fan. And if you're a fan, you see things. Honestly, you see, if you're just a fan, if you just love wrestling, if you don't try to break down every little thing about wrestling and you watch it just as a fan, you see more than an actual person who knows about wrestling. Mm can see this is what people don't understand for me this is my personal opinion mm. I love how smarts see wrestling compared to how smarts mm. see wrestling mm. it's like if I watch if I watch Infinity War <laughs> and I break down every little thing about Infinity War am I really enjoying it compared to if I just watch knowing this is Infinity War knowing this is a movie this is a Marvel movie that I will enjoy Yeah, just watch it as a normal person it's a movie I enjoy it more. If I watch wrestling as a normal person, as a wrestling fan, I enjoy it more. Because if I try to break down every little thing, yeah, sure, why did it do this move over here? Why? Because it's kind of stupid. That's me being mm. an armchair whatever. Critic? Yeah, armchair critic. Or just being nitpicky in yeah. general. For me, like, you know, if you like something, enjoy it. Try not to destroy your own fun. Like, if your fun is breaking down things, then that's all good. But in my personal opinion, breaking down things too much might actually be a little too much for me. Mm. So that's why if I watch NJPW, I just watch okay. If For me personally as a coach, I watch it first as a fan because like, mm. I want to enjoy. And then if I want to learn, the, if I want to study that match more, I watch it back. But everything, every, wa- every wrestling thing I watch, I just watch it as a fan. Sometimes I can't put my, pull my like smart goggles off also. Mm. And that is on me. But I try as much as possible because... The reason why I got into wrestling is because I love wrestling. So why would I come into wrestling, become a wrestler, and then try to keep destroying everything about mm-hmm. it that I love? I have a question. Um, 
are those smart goggles different from your coach goggles? Like uh, just just as just as if like do you see do you see things as like smarky and then you break it down as as like an insider or do you are the coach goggles also the same goggles as the smart goggles? I don't they're different in a sense but they're also kind of similar because when you watch things with the smart with the smart goggles like you're watching a match hmm. and you see a move that you don't like you just say okay I don't like that move because it doesn't make sense but with coach goggles when you watch it I don't like that move and it doesn't make sense and here's how you can fix it hmm. it's like being a critic it's like when you're critiquing someone you don't just tell them okay that sucked and here's why that's how being a critic like that's how being a bad critic is but if you're a good critic mm. here's you sucked here's why and here's how we can mm. fix it mm. like it's 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 all like if you went through av- advertising if you're a creative sure. in advertising you'd yep. rather oh, yeah. feedback is <laughs> feedback system <laughs> the feedback is process. Like that. yes, yeah, yeah. that's always supposed to be the feedback oh. process mm. you learn it not only in wrestling you learn it in real life being that kind of person to someone helps brighten someone's day True. Like, yes yeah. You tell them you might break them down when you say you don't like it, mm. but here's why I don't like it, and here's how I think you can work on it. Besides the fact that you just tell them that you suck, and then <laughs> it destroys their dreams, oh, and then we'll they stop. they decide to become nurses and doctors. Not saying nurses and doctors are bad, just because like you pursue that dream instead of the I instead of be a the wrestler. dream, like, instead of being a wanting to be a wrestler, wanting to be an artist, wanting to be a singer, mm. because you just didn't get. It's it's possible that you just didn't get the right kind of critique mm, at that time. Mm, sure. So that's always a scary thing for all those young artists, all those young creatives out there. So just don't give up, guys. <laughs> no, that, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like I didn't expect us to go down that road, but I really love that as a takeaway. Uh. All right, uh, we're uh, just about to wind down here because we know that you know uh, you've had a very long day. Normally, to look <laughs> very at long week. Us. So um, I, I guess this is your sh- uh, your chance to personally invite our listeners to avail of our various discount packages. Hey, hey, last time to plug. Yes. Okay. Uh, everyone who's listening, ma amigo, amiga, at ma alipin, if you want to be called that, I really invite you to watch Revolution X. Revolution X. Watch the Passion Project of Philippine Wrestling Revolution that has been around for almost five years now. Um, we want you to see. Our halo halo version of wrestling, our brand of wrestling, anything you want, anything goes. Um, so, how do you get tickets? You can message us on the PWR page, uh, Philippine Wrestling Revolution PWR on Facebook. You can also message DM us on Twitter or Instagram at PWR Official. So, the packages are: if you buy the ticket at the show on the event itself, it's 400 pesos. But if you buy earlier, before May 20, it's 350 pesos per ticket. Or if you buy in a Barcada bundle of three, it's three tickets for $9.99. And we have a special discount bundle available only at our ticket partners, uh, Tavern at the Crossroads at Cubao Expo, uh, Kramer Toy Warden in Green Hills and Festival Mall Alabang, and also at Pauline's Printing in Pergola Mall. If you purchase five tickets with them, it will only be 1,500 pesos. So you're technically saving 100 pesos mm. per ticket. So find four other friends and then get that bundle to save up on a lot of money. Mm. Alright, there you go. That's how you can save money and enjoy the best of Philippine wrestling this Sunday. Uh, just to remind our listeners, where can they follow you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on social media at Senorito JDL on Twitter and Instagram. And my Facebook page is Jake DeLeon's Dash PWR. And yeah, and you can also follow PWR. Uh, I said them earlier. And you can follow these guys <laughs> if they're not 
like if they're we not we'll like, talking like, later. later. Right. Thank, you, thank you for right. thank you for thinking about us. Oh um, JDL, thank you so much. Always a pleasure having you on. I love the takeaways this time around, and uh, we're all excited for this Sunday. Yes, I am very excited too. Zayden Trudeau, you Canadian, you're going down. Sir, <laughs> sir, get right. on that hey. JDL level. Yes. Thanks, JDL. All right. Thanks again to JDL for coming over and joining us on this week's podcast. Before we get out of here, since JDL did all the shilling for Revolution X. Yeah, uh, Except for shilling our social. <laughs> yeah, we're not uh, going to be redundant. So you can just rewind a bit if you want to hear again your Barcada packages and hey. bundles and all that. It's just there. Yeah, it's just there. Anyway, let's give you our picks of the week before we say goodbye. Let me start with mine. And it was the opener from Raw this week, or the, the first match from Raw this week. It was the open challenge for the Intercontinental Championship between Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. So, yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a pay-per-view style match that they gave away on free TV. Siguring kulang lang don was the fact that they announced KO as the challenger right from the get-go. Instead of having Rollins out there, sabi niya, usual spiel, it's an it open challenge. And have Owens come out and answer for the pop. No, they already announced it on social media before this. Oh, that's even dumber. Yeah. Sana, no. Sana a surprise. But like, that's not the point week. of an open challenge. Yeah, they announced it last week because they made the challenge last week. So I saw this on Twitter already. Oh, okay. So and then they're really trading back and forth on Twitter. It's kind of weird. I mean, I, I follow WWE on Twitter because I, uh, no, I don't want to get not spoilers. WWE. It's, it's KO. In their accounts. So are we are we officially in that uh, era where social media is very well part of canon? Yes, yes, sir. I mean, like, okay, this is, like this has gone on not just in WWE but then like every yeah. promotion, sir. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, like even yeah, ours, even yes. ours, sure, sure, sure. But like WWE, I always thought it was like different just because no, they still broke kayfabe down them on social media. True. So yes, but. Oh, fine. Anyway, uh, Seth Owens was a really good match. If you could just distill three hours of Raw to one match or a 30-minute segment, pick uh, Rollins versus Owens for everything. KO is the MVP of this week. Absolutely. Absolutely, sir. He's the Raw MVP. Oh, my God. Uh, but on NXT, like, I have to give my pick to the six-man tag from... Uh, Undisputed Era th- versus the team of Danny Burch... Cody Larkin and Pete Dunne. My God. My God. I forget that these guys can do six-man tags actually well because most of the time when you watch a six-man tag on WWE, you're just like, okay, let's get this over with. This is NXT. But this is NXT. No, that's why. (laughs) WWE branded things. But you get an NXT match like this. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. I, I enjoyed this tag team. Of Danny Burch and Oni Larkin a lot more, and I want to see them just go at it with the Undisputed Era until they iron out their differences, whenever that may be. Did your mind explode when you watched the match? Neither man. There are more mind exploding things on New Japan with six mans, but True. this was fun. All right. Must must skip a book and my six mans at New Japan. Oi, but no, but when it's good, when it's good, when it's, it's still good, skippable. It's, no. Yes. The six, the multi-man tag matches in New Japan are still father. It for... gave us Taguchi. Yes, Japan. Yes, I know. So much. Fun. Still though. Anyway, my pick of the week is the main event of this week's SmackDown episode. Uh, New, uh, New Japan today. New Japan. <laughs> yes, it's a New it Japan match. It is a New match. Japan match. Yes. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> yet again in a TV match to determine who gets to pick the stipulation for their Money in the Bank Championship match. And Nakamura won. Yeah. Is this too much of a good thing though? Yes, because I figured they could have done a better way to to figure out, you know, to arrive at that, you know, to arrive at that plot there. device. Yes. I don't know who does a better nutshot. No, I don't know. I'll beat the clock challenge for one. I don't know. 
Oh, yeah, Get more people on the show, yeah, yeah. please. Something else. Um, good, good stuff in this week's episode. But you know, um, they kind of—I felt like it was lazy because they had to get the—they had to give away a main event that would that would be a surefire hit for the London crowd for sure. But to me, it was just you know, okay, you we are going to that well one too many times. But it was so good, you know. It's AJ and Shinsuke, and the more um, the thing with SmackDown is that the more you put stuff. The more you put the good main events on TV, the more they deliver. Because it feels like they underdeliver on pay per view. So yeah, that's they why they have I, been underdelivering. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's why they end up uh, doing or selling out the better, the smaller uh, platforms for this. All right, real quick before we get out of here, there's something that I registered last night when I was watching 205 Live. Sure. Mm. So the cruiserweight championship match is in two weeks on 205. Yes. In and, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, what I'm trying to ask here is, are the cruiserweights effectively out of pay-per-view rotation now that I it's I think so. I, I actually thought that they were going to be uh, the last-minute insertions of Backlash, but I guess not. And I guess they're doing the Lucha Underground style of booking now in which yeah, there yeah, are special episodes. Right. And I'm okay with that, actually, to be honest with you. Okay. I'm okay with it. Alright, I, I, yeah, as the guy who covers the cruiserweights, I wanted to get your take on it because mm. I realized that I guess it's not so bad if it means that we're not going to get these contracted 8 to 10 minute matches when it's the Triple H regime. That's what he does to NXT, the best. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, if we're happy with NXT only getting like four takeovers a year. It's actually technically how I want. They uh, have five takeovers at this point. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is actually how I want the the single the the main roster shows to go. Instead of you know forcing everyone in the same pay per view, and then instead of forcing two pay per views in one month, we go back to the old ruthless aggression era style of having you know one pay per view per brand every other month, and then you force you everyone. It out. Yeah, you, yeah, you force everyone to tell a story within the two months or so. Now you can only have TV. Yeah. I actually miss that time. Yeah, yeah. So do I. All right. Now but we love this roster. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you know the booking. Yeah. I wish we so had this roster with that That's, booking. Yeah. True. Yeah. Could be more fun. Yeah. Anyway, if yeah, if you agree or disagree, or just want to chime in on everything we discussed this week, hit us up on social media. It's at the SGP Podcast for the three of us individually. It's at Rosewar, at Caveman Camus, and at underscore Stan C. Now, uh, I don't know when we'll see you next, but we do hope it'll be this Sunday at the I Academy Auditorium yeah. for Revolution Next. So on behalf of Ro Moran and Raf Kamas and special guest JDL, we're out of here. Peace. This is America. Hey, this is for all my chest stealing, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, dripping, son of a guns. Woo!